Well, welcome everybody. It's me, Tony the Kid, and this is the Reject Rundown. Now, we're going to do a good review on the comeback of Dark Side of the Ring, Season 3, I think mid-season break. Uh, the first episode that came on board was the plane ride from hell. Now, this is a, a, a type of story that we all heard from way back in the day growing up, watching, you know, WWF. Of course, you guys, back when it was WWF instead of WWE. Um, where there was an incident that happened on the private plane uh, 757 flight. That's what it was. And it was descending, I guess, into a nightmare of crap, basically. Intoxicated wrestlers, a lot of, a lot of people doing a lot of, you know, a little shenanigans on the plane that really didn't, you know, shouldn't have been. Or more childish, of course, of everybody has basically said. And watching the show, that's kind of what the just was. Grown men... Not behaving themselves appropriately, and if you get a bunch of men like that with a plane ride full of uh, alcohol and drugs, a lot of stuff happening. A lot of stuff happening. So, all in all, I can't do this episode without my two big guys here. I got Zach the Mac, Director RJ on board. Zach the Mac, say what's up. Hey, yeah. What's going on, guys? We got some good stuff to talk about today. I'm a huge fan of this show, and I love the comeback. Uh, they pretty much picked up where they left off, so facts. That's facts. Director RJ, say what's up. Hello everybody. Or actually better yet. Hello Rejects. It's me, Director RJ. <laughs> well thank you, Director RJ, say what's up. Now you guys, this was like you said, um uh, it pretty much brought it back. We've been waiting for this whole series to come about and see you know, episode I think what's the next one that's coming on board? Episode um, nine, looks like that's coming on board. It's coming up this Thursday, if anything, on September 23rd. But, you know, September 16th, of course, it just passed Thursday. Debut the plane ride from hell. Um, all in all, watching this, it kind of was a good... Already when I heard the name of the title, I wanted to know what the heck happened. I knew the story. Director RJ, I know you're familiar with the whole story. Where things happened on board. People got suspended, got fired. And, you know, what did really happen was always the just... That was always the big question. Dr. RJ, was there anything new that happened in the episode that you were kind of surprised about? Yeah, there's so many things that happened on that plane that surprised me. I I didn't know how far Ric Flair would go in life. You know? I didn't know that he was uh, that type of person. I always thought that him being who he was was just a gimmick. But sadly, this guy, you know, he's uh, further than I thought he would be. But um, <laughs> other than that... Uh, Terry, her story, you know, how, like, it seems like the woman wrestlers, they're not allowed to even say anything. Like, no matter what they try to do, it's like, um, there's, like, a hush-hush behind the scenes there, and it's more toward the woman wrestlers than the guys, in my opinion. Um, what about you, Zach? Oh, yeah, go ahead, Zach. What, do you, what was surprising to you, Zach Demack, on the episode that you didn't know about, actually? Um... I think for me, the biggest surprise was uh, Scott Hall uh, getting pretty much uh, uh, freaking drugged, I guess. He says that he thinks that, what's his name, slipped him, you know, one of those, uh, I don't want to call it a date rate, but I forgot what he named it in the show. Basically, it was one of those things that he just didn't expect coming. Yeah. So, and, and how messed up he was on the plane. That was a big shock to me. So, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, I agree. I, I, both of those type of both of those incidents, I think, really kind of shocked the most of anything, especially with Scott Hall. I think I, I, the way the story kind of put up about Scott Hall, Zach the Mac, I kind of see that 
He had just got back with the company. He kind of cleaned himself, cleaned himself up a little bit, even though we all knew he was already, you know, had issues with drug abuse and alcohol abuse, of course. But this was the time frame where he went on tour for the first time with them. And it, I guess after this incident on the plane, it really set himself even back. But I think what really shocked me the most about, at that incident was at the end of the whole thing, we come to find out he was let go, suspended, indefinitely yeah, at yeah. home. So how is it that a company... Go ahead. Well, I mean, bro, like, this guy, they had to carry him out in a wheelchair, bro. Yes. Put sunglasses over him in order for him to get by past the security, right? But but in my mind, it's more or less on... Like, it, it really sheds light dark on the company there, okay? How is it that a company can sit there and suspend the person? Or I would say, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they let him go. So how can you do that to a person knowing it's pretty much your fault for the job that you forced him to do and at that all of a sudden knowing what's going to happen and think that you have no consequence at all whatsoever in there you know it kind of sheds a little bit dark light on that where i don't appreciate on the fact that you one you kind of cater to this type of abuse but two also you know turn your heads when someone needs some help you know what i mean so I think that's, for me, in my opinion, I think that's the bad part about it, uh, hearing about that part of the story. And also what Director RJ stated about Terry. You know, we all know about women, the way Dark Side of the Ring kind of tells the stuff, the dark, really the dark side of things that happen to the women wrestlers. You know, especially that one story about um, the, I, I remember, if I'm not mistaken, a while back, if it was in season two, where it was the female promoter, um, what's her face, even the wrestler, Mer- not Marilyn, Mer- not Marilyn Monroe. What's oh, her name? Uh, what's her name? Uh, I can't remember. Something Moolah. Yeah, Fabulous, Fabulous Moolah. Moolah. There you go, Fabulous Moolah. So it's like when you have Fabulous Fabulous Moolah story and then talk about all the dark side of the women wrestlers there, you know, it just shows the fact that the past for women wrestlers was very horrific. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? And yeah. this, and this yeah. instinct. You know, I really believe the most of when she said, kill, what she say, kill the mic or kill the story? Kill the mic. Kill the mic. Yeah. That was her, that was her slogan, kill the mic. And that was, was told to her to say when you want to not feed to the story, not react to the, the shenanigans that they were doing or anything like that. Where it's like, why? You're, you're, you're kind of promoting the abuse in a way. You know, and it's that's rough. That's hard to say. That's hard to see, and that's hard to hear when it comes to these type of stories. That's the that's the rough part. Um, I think all in all, for me myself, I would have to say, you guys, what really bugged me the most about this story that really got me was, uh, I guess I would have to say the whole incident with Kurt Henning and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty shocking. You know, the big brawl that happened, like. I remember there. I remember there was a story being told when it first came out when all this happened about the plane, and at that you just kind of you heard Brock got into it with some other wrestler, but then possibly it was it could have been Kurt Henning because he was let go from the company after he just got on, and it's yeah. like knowing you don't know until you, until they tell it. So in this sense, they actually say it how it started. You know, put some shaving cream on top of Brock's head, smack him on the head. They run down, they run down the aisle, and they just you know do a little wrestling back and forth, tussling each other. But 
because of the fact that there's these guys are like huge, six four, yeah. you know, two hundred fifty pounds. It's like you're basically just destroying anything you can kind of wrestle with. So it's like, um, you know, that was kind of kind of rough to see that you know the person that also should have gotten in trouble, which should have been Brock, but in essence they kind of catered to the the big name, the big guy, and decided to let go of the other gentleman. So it's like you kind of. Overshadowed there, you know, you didn't do what you're supposed to do and get, you know, shed the discipline equally for everybody who was on that plane. True. You know, that was rough. I think, uh... I mean, I don't, I don't want to jump the gun, but I know we're going to talk about, I mean, the nature boy, right? I mean, that yes. guy, especially being excluded, I mean... I mean, we all know his side of the story. I mean, like I said, I want to jump the gun, Tony. But, right. No, but yes. Know, he, he's not... He's not going to get in trouble for, I mean, this. they said that allegedly, right. allegedly, right. this guy just booty, booty toe naked, booty toe, yeah. <laughs> uh, head to toe naked, and then just the gown on, right. and waving his junk around. I mean, that's, if that's just not a, you know what I mean, a, a certain kind of, Nonsense. I don't even know Nuisance. the word, just, just not comforting, you know what yeah. I'm saying, like that, and then. And then for uh, Bradshaw himself to say that he basically basically got a pardon in a nutshell, yeah, because of his fame, yeah, that alone is that that's right there was my biggest speculation. Agreed. I think we all know. I think listen to some of the stories when they actually talked about Ric Flair a while, while back. If I'm not mistaken, it was either the dark side or some type of story that was told with um, Ric Flair talking about his side of things. You know, we he kind of already knew or always had that mystique on, you know, getting drunk, but naked. Always naked. For some odd reason, there's always a story told about Ric Flair stating he he flashed somebody one way, shape, or form. But, but I think that the bad part about this incident was, and this is where it affected a lot, affected him. After this episode, it affected Ric Flair and his ad campaign, where that got suspended. Then you also hear, you heard about the gentleman that was defending him, which is Tommy Dreamer, and kind of, you know, saying some comments that was on the show that were very controversial, you would have to say for sure. And all of a sudden, these two these two gentlemen get, you know, dinged for this after the episode. So the action that happened on the show was, yes, he, he goes naked on his gown, he starts doing the helicopter, starts doing the helicopter with his private parts, of course, you guys, and then gets... And starts coming after the woman. Now, regardless, when you're coming after a woman naked, that's already an alarm. That, uh, yeah, that's, that's breaking the law, like one-on-one. Thank you. <laughs> uh, pretty much, exactly. Whether you're in the air or on ground, that's uh, that's a big no-no. So really, somebody should have been grabbing Ric Flair from the get-go as soon as they saw him walking towards the female to push him away and tell him to cover up. But... That didn't happen. You know, the more he stayed closer on her, the more he kept kind of, you know, pressuring himself on it. Like, you know, things like that. It doesn't surprise me coming that now they're speaking about it. But it also doesn't shock me that Ric Flair is going to, you know, deny a few things and say, I don't remember. Like, honestly, just just be honest. This Just be honest with what's happening right now. It did happen. It was up in the air. You know, I was intoxicated. And... You know, in all honesty, I probably did, you know, do a little something that I was supposed to do. And I, I apologize for that. Why not open up to that? Do you, uh, 
director, do you not think that it was kind of uh, even even more disrespectful for him not to be part of the show? I, that's what I was thinking about. One thing is probably he didn't want to be part of it. If you think, uh, if you look at the story itself, as they were showing uh, Brock Lesnar's part, um, they said they tried to get Lesnar to talk, and Lesnar wouldn't talk either. Right. So it seems like sometimes uh, either he's not, they don't want to be part of it, or they just or they can't be part of it. So, I think, uh, one, Flair, if exactly what happened, and Flair doesn't want to, like, you know, he's not going to go on to the show and try to defend himself, knowing that he made a, you know, he did what he did. Right. That's why I think, the one thing that set me off and told me that this really happened is to uh, Rodman Dan said, you know, he was in, out there with the girl. Right. Uh, doing what he did. So, it. You know, you already have witnesses on it. More than one, yes. More yeah. than one witness. And I think I would have to, and I, I would have to kind of chime in with that. Like, you cannot knock Rob Van Dam in saying that he was lying at all, whatever, or kind of say that oh he could be fibbing or he could be just saying this to you know like uh, shed the name of Ric Flair in a way. But like for Rob Van Dam, he doesn't need to do any of that. He doesn't need to do none of that. He's always seemed to be that honest type of wrestler to keep honest to himself, to keep honest to his fans, to keep honest to what he wants to do as a wrestler. He carried himself, I think we can all agree on, going into the locker room with nothing but respect. This is how this is the type of matches that I do. I want to put on a show for the fans. Uh, I am open to suggestions. Don't, you know, whatever storyline you want to do, let's do it. Let's have some fun. Let's do, you know, let's let's bring the house down. That's always been him. You never heard if I, or maybe it's just me, but I don't believe any of us heard any negative story involving Rob Van Dam at all. You know? So it's like, why would, you know, why wouldn't he not be honest in this show? Why would he not tell the truth? And for that, why not Ric Flair come aboard and just be honest with anything? Like, one, you work for AEW, who Chris Jericho is working also with this company, but working with the gentlemen that are creating the show, you know, first-hand knowledge. He's helping out. So yeah. how could he not yeah. get permission to be part of the show and defend himself? You know, that's one. Two, I get that Brock Lesnar wouldn't be on board because Brock, is, he doesn't like these type of situations anyways. He doesn't like conversation. He doesn't want to discuss things like this. He's that type of, you know, Minnesota, I want to hide in the woods type of person. Uh, don't want to be facing drama. And at that... Did you say, did you say Minnesota? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a Minnesotan. You're right. I forgot about that. My yeah. Back, my back. <laughs> <laughs> and then at that too, Tambien, like he doesn't want to, you know, he did. He, he's definitely not going to get permission from WWE right now at the moment. This, this dark side of the ring is all about shedding bad light on them. So it's like, yeah, we're not yeah. going to sign off on this permission slip. No, I don't think so at all whatsoever. So, you know, that's the issue there. And it just, uh, you know, it's it's a rough story. Rough story, I can kind of tell you. I know there was a, another piece of the story where they cut off the guy's hair. You know, I found that mistaken, uh, Director RJ, do you know the, the hair, the promoter that they were talking about, whose hair that was they cut off? Yeah, uh, Michael P. Hayes. Uh, he used to be a wrestler way back in the day, part of uh, the Rock Can Roll Express, I think. No, uh, I forget the name. The Freebirds, the Fabulous Freebirds. Uh -huh. He was a uh, part of a trio, and they used to have, um, you know, they used to have a lot of like 
rivalries back in the old NWA days and before that, like back in Jim Cornette's time. Like they yeah. were so way back in the day. Gotcha. Uh, so Michael P. Hayes got hired. I think he became a like he was a president of the company or something. He had like a pretty high position there. Right. Right. And I, I guess Icebox was mad because Duke kept uh, like just talking bad about him, bad mouthing him, meetings and stuff like that. So that's why Xbox cut his hair off. Right. Oh yes, that's correct. You know he fell asleep. Yeah, it was Xbox that. It was Xbox that uh, cut his hair. Exactly. He was like he fell asleep supposedly, and all of a sudden you know, and then freak. I get. Oh, Michael B. Hayes, you guys. I think Zach the Mac was discussing this earlier. If you guys knew or not, but talking about the show and about those drugs or roofies that were basically brought on board, Michael B. Hayes was that gentleman that everyone's discussing that he's the one that brought these, you know, pills on board and everyone was taking little by little, supposedly, which is why they thought, you know, maybe they, Scott Hall was given one of these pills by not knowing his knowledge. So that, that gentleman would be the... He was putting Molly all in their drink. They didn't even know it. They didn't even know it. It's true. They didn't probably didn't know. That's probably why they're going buck crazy. They didn't even know. You know, that was one thing that happened, of course. And, you know, it's all due, all due to, not respect, but I guess you would say all due to Scott, you know, uh, X-Pac, I apologize, that he had to, you know, defend himself as a male figure and especially with a bunch of other his peers and do something like this. So that's one thing. Yeah. And then the other incident, I think we can all agree that really was this really well, not too bad, but also a little uncomfortable when, you know, uh, what's his face, who plays uh, Goldust, yeah, who plays Goldust, gets on the mic, starts singing, you know, to his ex-wife Terry, you know, I miss you, or you know, those type of songs or whatever and stuff like that. It's kind of uncomfortable, but you know, that's, I I don't know, I don't know what to say about that. It's just you made the ride uncomfortable. We you know we don't want to know about your marriage drama. You know, we're just trying to go he home. Was, uh, if I may, if I may, he was uh, he was going through a breakup. You know. Was, <laughs> well, he had uh, just got divorced. Yeah, he was in his feelings. Yeah. He just got divorced, so you kind of you get the gist. You understand it, but also it's like you know, I'm glad that someone came up to him and said, "Look, man, look, this ain't the time and place. Please, you know, put it to the side, man. You get some sleep, and knock you know, knock out, cause this ain't right. This ain't right." right. Hey, they said, Bradshaw, I think it was Bradshaw, right? He was like, uh, yeah, man, just go to bed, man. Just go yeah, to bed. You're done. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, it was Jim Ross, Zach. Yeah. He said Jim Ross. So, yeah, like, it's weird. But I guess you would say for, um, for, also for the story, the flight attendant, the one main character we've not have been talking about, the flight attendant. You know, it's really traumatic on her end. You can kind of see her discussing the story. It, you, She's shaking up about it still to this day. I think we can all agree that, you know, things like this are traumatic. And we want to thank her for discussing her story, having that courage to come on board and, you know, talk about it and have that strength to talk about it. And in general, going, you know, going forward for any any type of woman or male figure that goes through this type of situation, don't be scared to discuss it. Don't be scared to, you know, speak about it at all whatsoever. Don't hide from it. Face it. You know, the the strength that you give by hiding it, you're giving the action more strength to have more control over you. Speak up, say something, yeah. and have that courage. If, you I, know. if I can add to it, Tony, um, Go ahead. I do I do agree with you 100% that in, in a nutshell of the story being told, the moral of it is that she was the braver yes. part to, you know, go out and openly, um, she talked to her lawyer, I guess, right? And, Correct. And, you know... The lawyer told her to reach out to the other flight attendants, 
And um, and it, it actually just, I want to touch on the situation, though, that if you just, it, it's sad if that somebody's getting that, you know, if they take control of the flight like that, right. it, it's very uncomforting, you know, You and you guys are, like, you know, they're all the way in the air, they only have so much space, and, and I think it's crazy, like, the way she explained it, like, they went through three alcohol carts. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, three. And, like, yeah, that's, a, that's, you know that they're intoxicated, and Big you know time. that they're, now they're, there's, there's drugs being thrown around in the mix too, so I can only imagine it's very uncomforting, and she's definitely brave. It's yeah. definitely brave if, just to add up to your point, you know, if you know something's wrong, just kind of, you know, hold it out, and there's going to be something to do about it. There's right. always a solution. Exactly, exactly. Especially now nowadays, you guys, I think we can all agree with social media and all that type of stuff. You're gonna have you're gonna have some backup. You say you say something on this and put on the post on board. You're gonna have some backup. Exactly. So that's that's the most encouraging part about the story. I think we all, when we list, watch these type of series, and especially with this Dark Side of the Ring, we want to look at the good side about situations and understand what what are the bad things that have happened um, pertaining to the show. So that's I think that's the one most positive thing that's come about this is the fact that she had the courage to come aboard, and the fact that she's able now has a platform to shed her story. That's the great thing. So. I think she's going to have nothing but backing. But um, other than that, you guys, I think that concludes our show today. I don't think we have anything else just to discuss about it. Um, all the actions that come on board. We got another episode, like we said, coming, I think, this um, this Thursday, the 24th, if I'm not mistaken, or the 23rd. 23rd, apologize. Yeah, 23rd um, of the Dark Side of the Ring. So it's going to be very interesting, to say the least, what that, uh, what that episode is going to be about. Yeah, for sure. So the next episode that's coming up, you guys, is The Double Life of Chris Canyon, episode 9, September 23rd, like I just said. It's going to be on board. And we know with that wrestler, for sure, he's an interesting character, to say the least. He, Knowing his past somewhat, came from WCW, came on to WWE after the invasion, and from there, there was a lot of traumatic stuff that's happened. Uh, that's going to be an interesting story, to say the least, to see what they kind of put on board for us to know about. Um, but that's pretty much the just, um, but real quick, director RJ mentioned to me a while ago too, as well with the punishments that come on board when, after this, the plight ride from hell, plane ride from hell, apologize. Uh, the people that got in trouble, I think that's the one thing we want to discuss before I actually literally let go of the show. Um, the big names that got in trouble and the big names that didn't get in trouble, the ones that got in trouble, uh, looks like to be Scott Hall. He got fired, of course, you guys. We like we said earlier. Tommy Dreamer. Nope, no, that's talking about afterwards. That's talking about from this show. Um, <laughs> Kurt Henning. He got let go after the incident with Brock. Then also Goldust. He got let go after doing his little singing on board to the to the whole scenario of stuff. The people that didn't get punishment, which they were asking during the show, you guys, which I think all in all is questionable, is the fact that Ric Flair. Just got a slap on the wrist, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, I don't know if that's correct. I don't know if they should have done a little bit more. I think at that time, you should have had a little bit bigger punishment than that for sure. Um, Brock Lesnar also didn't get in trouble after doing a tussle with Kurt Henning. But again, if you guys remember, that was the time where Brock Lesnar was on a slingshot straight to fame. That was really... Where they were really pushing him to be the big guy and uh, all that type of stuff and being the, the the man of the company, and 
if that I think that incident would have came on board, I think it would have derailed that you know momentum. Let's put it that way. So you can see why they didn't want to punish him. Who else they didn't punish? What about X Pac? Did they punish X Pac when he cut uh, Michael B Hayes's hair? Do you remember that, Director RJ? I don't think they knew X Pac did it. That's why I think they were like quiet about it. Gotcha. But, okay. Uh, but do you guys remember what they did with this ponytail? Yeah, they put it on, well, at least what Jim Ross had stated, the next day on Raw. Yeah, someone did. Yeah, someone did. Someone did. Here's the thing. The next day on Raw, he shows up, he looks at the locker room door, and on the door, his hair is in a sandwich bag of with water, filled with water, and just right there on the door. And sure enough, he takes it down and throws it away. So, it was a symbol, but knowing Jim Ross, it's not the right symbol to do. Disrespect. Total disrespect. I would have to agree with that, though. Definitely would agree with that. Um, other than that, what other punishment they had put on board? Director RJ, any other punishments? Uh, Chris Blair, I think he did get sued. Uh, I'm wondering if he, you know, how far that went. Um, hopefully he got sued and lost. Um, so Blair should have been treated badly. Uh, the other guy... Um, Dustin, uh, for him to get fired for singing and using the mic and all that, that's also, on the airplane, that's pretty much a big no-no. You know, you can't just grab somebody's, um, like, airplane's intercom and talk over it because they need that for, for the uh, attendance. Facts. Um, I think the person that should have got fired the worst, though, is what about those uh, drugs? And they should have been dealt with, too, but there's, like, no word on who brought them in. Right. It wasn't at, until just now when they're discussing the story when they kind of had gut feeling that it... See, that's the thing. It, there's not a confirmation that it was Michael B. Hayes or um, at all whatsoever. But they... know. You know, that's the thing. <laughs> According to what they're saying, they don't know. They can't confirm and all that stuff, whatever. But they've always heard that he likes to do those type of things. So, honestly, when you're on a plane, if those things come occur, who's the person you need to go after? That guy. So... <laughs> You know, knowing us right now, put our two cents in. It's like, come on now, be like, let's be real. It had it had to have been this gentleman, had to have been. Yeah. And the fact that you know you can't prove it when after the plane has landed and they're doing the whole punishments going, I guess that's why you didn't want to give the big guy a punishment there either. So that's messed up, in my opinion, messed up. So um, I don't know. I I guess that's that's my thing, man. I I just. I just love these shows. I love what they tell us, and I appreciate the stories that they tell because it's a lot of stuff we didn't even know, man. A lot of shocking yeah. things, to say the least. So, uh, Director RJ, any final things, man? Uh, show's been incredible. I, I mean, these shootings just keep coming up with new things. I, I always wanted to hear about this airplane from hell. I wanted to know more about it. Right. So, this is... I think that's the one thing I like about these shows is that you're you're finding out so much stuff that you never knew about, like the hush hush stuff that they keep quiet about. Exactly. You're learning more about it now. That's true. That is true. That little hush hush part, the slogan that they use, is what what doesn't surprise me that they would use it, but also now knowing, okay, now when I hear it going forward, now I know where that phrase came from. So that's the good thing. Uh, Zach the Mac, any final thoughts, my man? Um, I gotta do, I gotta agree with the director that I do love this show. Um, 
I loved the episode. I mean, as soon as the guys in the group chat said that there was a new Dark Side of the Ring, I was like, yo, I gotta watch this ASAP. <laughs> I can't be lacking. Because, I mean, it's, a, it's definitely the best insider point of view I think you can get on the reality side of wrestling. Yeah. So, I love it. Uh, they're doing good. Um, I hope they finish this season strong. And mm-hmm. I'm excited if they're going to do more seasons. Um, and I'm voting for freaking Chris Jericho to still be the uh, you know main director of it, man. That's true. The main narrator. I agree. Love it. Yes. And if you guys haven't watched the show, get you guys definitely got to check it out, man. That's right. Get to it. Get to it. And watch, listen to our other reviews on previous episodes. Because to say, to say that this isn't entertaining about what's going on with these wrestlers, and knowing, let's say, for instance, you are not an actual diehard wrestling fan. To hear these type of stories, and if you like documentaries like these, this will shock you, say the least. No, no This is like high-quality type of documentaries that they've been doing, and I love their work it's two guys yes. and uh, like to, to, to even get the green light from vice to do these episodes or to yeah. even air them is even awesome to kind and of even, continue even though like even the the person that they choose the story about nine times out of ten and i think it's awesome that they agree to open up about it like that True. alone like some of these things are just like hard touching you're just like whoa like you're right. okay with this like, okay. yeah <laughs> okay. agreed agreed all right, guys. Well, thank y'all for joining us. That's our review on The Dark Side of the Ring, the return from Season 3, mid-season break, with the plane ride from hell. We'll let you guys enjoy yourselves on that point exactly. Uh, thank you guys uh, for sure on that, for joining us. And remember to keep following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and say Google us on Facebook.com, YouTube as well. We're on there. And remember, if you guys make any comments on Twitter, you get Zach the Mac up on board. He'll be discussing things with you if you want something to say. Now, also Instagram, you got me and Director RJ posting things. So let you guys know we're always there and always to chit-chat. And let us know what you guys think. Other than that, you guys, you guys have a good day. Take care of yourselves and uh, see you next time.